<laughs> oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 81 of Dumb All Over, recording from the state that has some very reasonable public policy, at least by American standards, New York, and uh, not so much this time from Pennsylvania. This is a progressive podcast with brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture, and we are always under the influence of craft beer. On today's episode, I'll discuss how ICE still can't bring many of the families they ripped apart back together, Ben Shapiro's obnoxious pestering of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, how Sarah Smith is doing in her primary race, and the newest branch of the military, the Space Force. And then after that, we'll take a listen to Alex Jones get a little upset about some things that have happened recently. Can't blame him, but still hate him. Uh, my name is Austin. I am your co-host. And I am joined by uh, nobody. <laughs> okay, so before I get into this episode, let me tell you a little story. So, uh, I decided, probably stupidly, to edit later Thursday night. And I open up the, the Logic session and all's good. I get Tom's audio that we recorded on Tuesday. I load it into the program, and I hit play, <laughs> and it sounds like this. Flying is fucking stupid. It's stupid. Flying is stupid. Look, look, we're, we're, look. You take a pen, right? Yeah, I'll let the I'll let the listeners listen to this. Yeah, I'm holding a pen up in the air. Watch what happens when I let go. It falls, and that's a pen. It's what, like, an ounce? Now take something that's really heavy, like more than an ounce. Yeah, uh, not so great. <laughs> so, I thought, well, we could just not release an episode this week, because I will not release it with that audio. Or, I could try to do it myself. So here I am, very, very late. I believe it's now Friday morning. Uh... <laughs> And I will be putting together a makeshift episode of Dumb All Over. So this is going to be very interesting. So I want you guys to hang in there with me. Okay. So first of all, I am drinking a beer because fuck do I need it right now because <laughs> I have to pull this off and edit it in a couple hours. All right. So I am drinking Weyerbacher's Daywrecker. It is an extra American ale. Uh, American ale that just, you know. It's a little bit too much, and it needs to back off. Uh, <laughs> it is 10% alcohol by volume, and uh, 
I've had it before, to be honest, and it is very, very good. So I will do the ceremonial cheers, but I won't actually clink because <laughs> I'm by myself. All right. Mm. Yeah, this is still my favorite pale ale. Awesome. Very good. All right. So now this is normally where we would launch into the Trump report. And have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to play the music. Remember, I'm doing this on my own. So, actually, today there is no Trump report because I need a break from that orange fucking moron. Uh, kind of. Actually, the last story we talk about does involve Trump. Okay. But first, uh, let's start <laughs> with an annoying story that actually also has everything to do with Trump. Okay, I lied. This is totally the Trump report. <laughs> All right. I'll start with an article from The Hill. The name of this article is ICE. Hundreds of migrant children still in custody with parents outside the U.S. Uh, it starts off this way. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, uh, officials said Thursday in a court filing that the government still has more than 300 children in custody whose parents are outside the U.S. The Department of Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Resettlement, or ORRA, <laughs> maintains custody of 559 children in total, including 386 whose parents have already left the United States, according to the filing. Of the 386 children in custody whose parents are outside the U.S., 299 have parents with whom Aurora officials have been in contact in the last week, while another 26 are still awaiting their parents' review by authorities, according to the filing. The filing pointed to a significant number of parents of the 559 children in custody who indicated no desire to be reunified with their children at the present time. Quote, after review of case files, a significant number of already departed parents have indicated in some way that they do not wish to reunify with their children, reads the joint status report from ICE and the ACLU, which filed suit on behalf of a migrant parent. Just over 1,500 migrant children have been reunited with their families since the Trump administration in June halted the controversial process of separating children from their parents and throwing them in concentration camps. All right, sorry. The Hill didn't write that last part. That was just me. <laughs> We still have lots of children who are not being reunited with their parents after they are ripped away from their parents by an insane administration who hates brown people. Uh, this is not shocking, except that it's incredibly shocking. <laughs> but it's not shocking because, obviously, the Trump administration is totally capable of doing something this evil. I don't think anybody is shocked by it. Well, maybe they are. I mean, it is horrible. It's still shocking, but it's also not shocking. So I don't have much more to say about that other than obviously it's horrible and that really they need to just fucking reunite the children with their parents where they belong. And I'm not totally sure how much I believe that whole parents don't wish to be reunified with their children. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Unless they're talking about uh, Trump and Don Jr., I am pretty sure most parents want to be reunited with their children that were ripped away from them by an insane fascist government. Okay? All right. <laughs> so, 
Relax. Enjoy my hyperbole. I am really tired. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next story because that, it's enough already. Okay. So this is an interesting story that actually has nothing to do with Trump. Former guest of the show, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, dismisses Ben Shapiro's debate offer. Now, apparently Ben Shapiro, as we know him, the adult virgin, um, has uh, said that he would donate $10,000 to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's campaign if she debated him. Would he actually do it? I don't know. I feel like trusting him would be like trusting Trump to, you know, raise money for soldiers and then give it to them at a big rally where he kept the money until the press hounded him to give it to soldiers. Uh, Ben Shapiro seems the same to me. So, all right. Uh, Democratic congressional candidate Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on Thursday dismissed an offer from conservative commentator. I think that is generous. Like, I would describe Ben Shapiro as insane child. Um, (laughs) uh, Ben Shapiro challenging her to a debate, saying she doesn't, quote, owe a response to unsolicited requests from men with bad intentions. Uh, yeah. That is exactly right, Alexandria. You don't need to respond to an insane man-child who has no intention of actually having a reasonable debate and just is going to revert to his talking points and his bullshit debate method where he just stonewalls and tries to use annoying tactics to make it seem like he's winning, even though he's not. (laughs) Uh, She also goes on to say, just like catcalling, I don't owe a response to unsolicited requests from men with bad intentions, and also like catcalling, for some reason they feel entitled to one. True. Now, he answered back, uh, discussion and debate are not bad intentions. Slandering someone as a sexist catcaller without reason or evidence does demonstrate cowardice and bad intent, however, blah, blah, blah. Okay, first of all, there's plenty of evidence that Ben Shapiro is a sexist, Okay. And the fact that there's evidence means that it's actually pretty reasonable to call him that. I mean, he's an anti-feminist. What do you expect? This, you know, I mean, right-wing pundits doing something stupid and annoying is not new. It's interesting that they, the entire right-wing media seems to be obsessed with Ocasio-Cortez. But I think it's because they feel very threatened by her. And I don't blame them, because I would feel threatened by her, too, if, you know, I was a horrible right-wing moron whose only way to win is to lie and brainwash people and then cheat in elections. But anyway, that's just me. All right. So let's, let's, okay, hold on. Before we do that, let's go here. So I expect the right-wing to say insane things about Alexandria. Um, I expect them to do things like this annoying Ben Shapiro faux debate. But here is the media, the supposed liberal media. And this is the question that she's getting asked on CNN. Now, I know a lot of you have probably seen this video, but I feel like it's important to play it because, boy, does she answer this question unbelievably well. So let me set it up for you. Okay. So Chris Cuomo on his show. Cuomo? I don't know. What's his show called? I honestly have no idea. 
by the way, his brother, really, really fucking annoying governor. Cynthia Nixon, everybody. I think this is an easy decision. Also, ah, let's just leave it there. Okay. So Chris Cuomo, not Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> uh, had uh, Alexandria on his show to, I guess, play devil's advocate. I don't know. The questions he comes up with always seem really dumb, but here he's going to be asking her about how was well, the eternal question that everybody gets asked on the left. How do we pay for these things that, you know, people should have? So well, that's basically, and she's going to answer, so the, uh, I'll let him take it from here. When you get into the partisan issue of money, which is, man, do you want to spend a lot of my tax money on these proposals that you and Bernie and others have? Medicare for all, college tuition, maybe even housing, uh, that the Green New Deal that you have, it is all very expensive, especially on the single payer side, mm-hmm. and that it gives people sticker shock, mm-hmm. even in Bernie's home state. Okay. So first of all, yes, they did try to have single parent Vermont. It did not go the way it should have. There's a lot of things. That, first of all, single payer would be very hard to pull off in one state. There are some states that I think could do it, California being one, New York probably being the other. Vermont is a very small state, and it's very difficult to scale it that way. But there were other factors involved in that, too. Sticker shock didn't have everything to do with it. Okay, putting that aside. So here we have this incredibly right-wing framing of the debate about giving people health care and affordable education. But let's see what Alexandria says. They got sticker shock. They couldn't get it done mm-hmm. in his state because mm-hmm. of how expensive it is. And that was an 11% increase in taxes, 9 to 11%. Even that was too much for people. Coincidentally, that had a lot to do with the fact that they were not going to put most of the burden on the rich in that state. Just saying. All right, here we go. How do you pay? How do you sell it? So, first of all, the thing that we need to realize is people talk about the sticker shock of Medicare for all. They do not talk about the sticker shock of our of the cost of our existing system. You know, in a Koch brothers funded, sto- uh, you know, study, if any study is going to try to be a little bit slanted, it would be one funded by the Koch brothers. It shows that Medicare for all is actually much more is, is actually much cheaper than the current system that we pay right now. And let's not forget that the reason that the Supreme Court upheld the Affordable Care Act is because they ruled that each of these monthly payments that everyday Americans make is a tax. And so while it may not seem like we pay that tax on April 15th, we pay it every single month, or we do pay a tax season if we don't buy, uh, you know, these plans off of the exchange. Okay, so far, really great explanation of why the current system is already untenable, and that the sticker shock for the current system is much worse than it would be with Medicare for All. But here is where she really, really makes an excellent point. So we're paying for this system. We Americans have the sticker shock of health care as it is. And what we're also not talking about is why aren't we incorporating the cost of all the funeral expenses of those who die because they can't afford access to health care? That is part of the cost of our system. Why don't we talk about the cost of reduced productivity because of people who need to go on disability, because of people who are not able to participate in our economy, because they have ac- because they're having issues like diabetes or or they don't have access to the health 
healthcare that they need. I think at the end of the day, we see that this is not a pipe dream. Every other developed nation in the world does this. Why can't America? And that is the question that we need to ask. We have done these things before. We write unlimited blank checks for war. We write a two trillion. We just wrote a two trillion dollar check for that tax cut, the GOP tax cut. And nobody asked those folks, how are they going to pay for it? So my question is, why is it that our pockets are only empty when it comes to education and health care for our kids? Why are our pockets only empty when we talk about 100 percent renewable energy that is going to save this planet and allow our children to thrive? We only have empty pockets when it comes to the morally right things to do. But when it comes to uh, tax cuts for billionaires and when it comes to unlimited war, we seem to be able to be to, to invent that num- that money very easily. And to me, it belies a lack of moral priorities that people have right now, especially the Republican Party. Well, and that's why there are elections. They have consequences. You will make your argument. Mm-hmm. Okay, shut up, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> First of all, that was amazing. That was incredible. I mean, <laughs> I've heard it explained by a lot of people. I've tried to explain the theory behind, you know, social democratic policies myself. I don't know if I've ever heard the argument for healthcare and education put so succinctly and totally flipping the question on its head. And she's 100% right. When there's war, nobody asks how we're going to pay for it. Tax cuts, nobody asks how we're going to pay for it. You know, just general military spending. Nobody asked how we're going to pay for it. And Donald Trump, you know, just pulled $12 billion out of his ass to pay the farmers that he screwed over with his horrible trade deal. She put that so perfectly. That, that, <laughs> that interview made my whole day. I mean, she did an amazing job. I cannot wait till we can officially send her to Congress. All right, so let's go uh, to another person, actually, that we had on the show a while ago. Uh, Sarah Smith, you may remember her. She's running for um, the House of Representatives in Washington's 9th District. And she had her primary on Tuesday, but it is dragging out till today, which is currently Friday, actually. (laughs) And uh, still not totally done. So here we go. Here's an article about it from the Seattle Times. Um, Representative Adam Smith, Democrat from Bellevue, might face a challenge from the left this fall. As Democratic candidate Sarah Smith pushed into second place in the primary as new votes were counted Thursday. Sarah Smith had trailed Republican Doug Baszler on election night, but later ballots have tended her, trended her way. She moved to a 198-vote lead on Basler as more uh, King and Prince County balance were tallied. Quote, see y'all in November, she tweeted, later adding that there were still many votes to count and that she was cautiously optimistic. All right. So, uh, in Washington, apparently, they have a primary system where the top two move on to the general, regardless of party. Originally, I had forgotten that, or maybe I didn't, I can't remember if I knew it or not. And Tom didn't know it. He tweeted out. Uh, <laughs> he tweeted out a tweet about you know, keep fighting the good fight and blah blah blah. And 
several people pointed out, oh, no, actually, she might be in the general election. So apologize for that tweet. We didn't, we should have known, but we, we didn't know the election rules. But I have to say, I am really fucking excited about this because I think if she has more time to campaign, there are going to be more votes that go her way. And Adam Smith, much like Joe Crowley, is a over a 20 year incumbent from that district. And now is the time for change. And this is what we're pushing for. So, you know, if uh, let's hope that Sarah Smith advances to the general election. And if she does, everybody in Washington's 9th district, please, please get out and vote for her in November, okay? That's all I got to say about that. Great candidate. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I was doing some work today and a little. <laughs> A little notification popped up on my computer screen, and I looked over, and it was CNN, and CNN, you know, sends a bunch of those notifications that most of the time, well, I'm afraid to look at because of the current administration, but this one made me laugh. It said, uh, <laughs> Vice President Mike Pence advances plan to create a space force. Space force. Yeah. Uh, Space Force. <laughs> so here's an article in the New York Times about this uh, so-called Space Force. Vice President Mike Pence prompted a pro uh, proposed space command on Thursday as, quote, an idea whose time has come. By the way, they know we already have NASA, right? Uh, um, in comments at the Pentagon to avail a few more details about President Trump's plan to create another military force, this one for outer space, for it to be in operation by 2020. Mr. Trump's space dreams still could have to go through a divided Congress to come true, but initially reluctant Pentagon officials have lined up behind the proposal and now say that they do want it to come to fruition. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, okay, here's what Mike Pence said. The time has come to write the next great chapter in the history of our armed forces. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I'll try to do a Mike Pence accent. Um, just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right. So the time has come to write the next great chapter in the history of our armed forces to prepare for the next battlefield. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The next battlefield is in space. Where America's best and bravest will be called to deter and defeat a new generation of threats. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. You know, that's Mike Pence. <laughs> uh, Trump, for his part, <laughs> posted a tweet on Thursday uh, quote, Space Force all the way. Space Force all the way. I actually quote tweeted that and I said, to senility and beyond. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded clever at the time. Shut up. I know. It's not that great. <laughs> so Donald Trump and apparently Mike Pence for some reason is helping to create a new branch of the military, a Space Force. Because apparently space is where the new battlefield is going to be. 
I, I knew it was the final frontier, but I didn't know <laughs> it was where we were going to fight our battles from now and in space. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm being cynical. Maybe there's something to this. You know, fight the wars in outer space so we don't destroy property. Just kill people the way war was intended to be. No, but <laughs> seriously, <laughs> what is happening? Why is Space Force? And we already have NASA. Like, let NASA do their thing. But the problem is that NASA uh, does a lot of climate change studies, and that is not good for people who deny climate change. So why not create a new branch of the military, the Space Force? I mean, other than the fact that it's an incredibly dumb idea that's going to waste tons of money. Look... Look, we have no money for illegals. We have no money for health care. Even though we have the best health care, we have no money. <laughs> but let's build a giant expensive wall and shoot soldiers into space. Sounds good. Sounds good, Mike. I mean, seriously, this is insane. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyway... So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with the Space Force. I, uh, it just boggles my mind. But I wanted to move on real quick before we end the segment. Um, <laughs> TYT, the Young Turks, for people who don't know who TYT is, they have a channel called Rebel Headquarters. And they sent out their um, reporter, Emma Viglin, to ask Trump supporters why they like him at a MAGA rally in Tampa. Uh, let's just listen to a little bit of what they have to say, because sometimes it is enlightening to hear how the other side thinks. First of all, what drew him to me was the fact that he was not a, uh, a politician. He was outside the realm of the politicians. He was from a different group, business group. And Criminal money laundering group. Sorry, had to correct him. And uh, so therefore, he was going to bring in new ideas, something different, because whatever we've had hasn't been working in the last 30 years. Okay, that's true. It hasn't been working. I mean, he has no intention of fixing it, but it's true it hasn't been working. So what attracted you to Trump in 2016, and has he lived up to your expectations? Absolutely, if not above and beyond, no. I believe. Specifically, policy-wise, what has spoken uh, to you? Economically, I mean, I think he's, you know, I mean, he says what he says, and, and he gets it done. And I believe it. I think maybe he what? might get a Nobel Prize for it, too. Yeah, I vote. Nobel. It's not a Nobel Prize. I mean, it is. But okay, never mind. Let's just keep going. For him, because he uh, believed in most of the, everything I believed in. Second Amendment, uh, the wall. He's been very good with... Um, I find it hard to believe this guy believed like he had this a belief system in a giant wall, a giant stupid pointless wall, before the orange moron said it from a campaign stage. I have a hard time believing that. Maybe it's true. I mean, they are insane. But uh, anyway, let's keep going. Uh, creating more jobs for America. 
Donald Trump, being a businessman, has used his knowledge and gotten rid of the corruption that's been in Washington for a long time. Oh, my God. Uh, he's making smart, sound decisions. Oh, my God. Sometimes maybe not the right wording, but he's trying to run the country like a business, and he's setting us on the right path to prosperity. You don't worry. Everything, everything was wrong. About the bankruptcies at all in his past? No. Everybody's had problems in the past, and to become rich, you got to go through ups and downs. And he was born rich. He didn't have to go through ups and downs. He's just an idiot. And he's come out of it every time, and he's a proven winner. No, he hasn't. He's, he's never stops. He's always busy, busy, busy doing what he wants to do, keeping his promises. Okay. Well, he is busy doing what he wants to do, which is apparently playing golf. He hasn't kept, I don't think, any of his promises. I mean, apart from the really racist ones, those are his favorite. Okay, I'll give you that. And that's probably this guy's favorite, too. All right. All right. Good. Continue. What specifically about foreign policy spoke to you? That he would meet with a Putin, that he would confront of North Korea, that he would go out with Chi and all these guys. He's meeting with them. I think he has lived up to those things. Uh, the fact that he was a uh, pro-life, uh, pro-military, those are two big things that are important to me. So... So you like that he's increased the military budget significantly? Yes. He has Very more than come up to my expectations. See this? Absolutely. I have been out campaigning for him. I love him. We saw him at the White House over 4th of July. Him and Melania. I was, I was in tears. He's wonderful. Well, I didn't. Wow. <laughs> Let's never meet that lady actually vote for Donald Trump in 2016 um, but I watched throughout the election and I just felt like I couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump based on um, their experience and the reputation and then once Donald Trump started doing what he wanted to do and really got into power I noticed that everything that he said he was gonna do he actually did again not true so what specifically uh, did he do that spoke to you um, he he reformed taxes he cut taxes for rich people. He, you know, started going against Obamacare because I didn't. Yeah, but he didn't. I mean, <laughs> he did what all the Republicans have done is, you know, try to kill it with a thousand tiny cuts, but he couldn't repeal it. And really um, think that Obamacare was good for the middle class. Do you think that Medicare for all is a good option or do you just want private insurance? Um, I believe like you could do something uh, similar to Canada where it is Medicare, there is a version of Medicare for all, but then they also have um, the ability to have private health care if you choose to pay for it. Okay, so this guy's not a total idiot. Hey, I feel like that's what Bernie Sanders is promoting right now. What drew me to Donald <laughs> Trump is he's a businessman. Okay, first of all, Emma, don't give her the microphone. This woman looks insane. A self-made billionaire. Yeah. Born rich. Yes, his father gave him a million dollars, but he turned it into billions. <laughs> okay. First of all, he didn't give him just a million dollars. He gave him almost a billion dollars. And Trump would have made more had that money just been put in an index fund. I wish I could say that. <laughs> Moving on. How about you? Um, we needed a president who was going to do something for our country. I have been unemployed for nine years under the past administration. I don't even know what to say to that. And I knew that he would do something that I would be able to get a job. And I have children and who also need jobs. And yes, he's meeting all my expectations. I supported Donald Trump. Oh, the, did you ask her if she had a job? 
from. And because of many, many reasons, but mostly because we were apologizing to our enemies. We okay, first of all, the apologizing to the enemies thing is still really fucking dumb. But let me paint you a picture of the man that she is talking to. It is a grown man, I imagine, in his late 50s or early 60s, in a skin-tight outfit, a onesie, a spandex onesie, that... <laughs> A white spandex onesie that is made to look like a wall. And it says Mexico will pay. And I will give the cameraman tons of credit because he crops the frame just above where you totally would see this guy's junk. <laughs> just saying. Thank you, TYT cameraman. We had record low GDP and now we have record high GDP. Not true. We had record high unemployment and now we have record low unemployment. Also not true. Lowest employment ever on record for... He meant lowest unemployment, but okay. Blacks, lowest... <laughs> no white man who says blacks like that. Uh, uh, yeah. Lowest employment ever on record for women. I like the fact that he's talking to Russia. I mean, like, you know, over North Korea, I would rather talk to a belligerent dictatorship and people that were belligerent rather than have the tensions that we've had. So I like the fact that he's at least trying to talk to them. Oh, okay. So I hope everybody found that as frustrating as I did. Uh, we're going to take a break and then I'll be back with Alex Jones. And welcome back. And I'm not going to say it's the Dowcast because I don't have to because I'm the only one here because Tom doesn't know how to record audio. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I know you'll probably listen to this. It's a mistake. Yeah, it could happen to anyone. Just not me. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I'm still drinking the same beer, Weyerbacher's Day Wrecker. By the way, this week... I tweeted at Weyerbacher, asking them when their uh, Imperial Pumpkin is going to come out, because I'm ready for fall drinks, okay? Uh, I am. I love pumpkin. I will not deny it. Um, and they said that some were bottled this week, so I'm very excited about that. So that's our little craft beer news. <laughs> All right, but now I believe it's time for our scary religious nut jobs. <laughs> Okay, so this week we have Alex Jones. Now, in the, I guess, forever lost episode that we recorded on Tuesday, we talked about how fucking, oh, satisfying it is that Alex Jones was kicked off of a bunch of platforms. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking. You know, they, but this is, you know, censorship by giant corporations, and we don't like that, you know, they're deciding which speech we can and can't listen to. And I agree. I agree. It does make me uncomfortable that they're going to decide which speech we can and can't listen to. But it's Alex Jones, and he's an idiot. And he's gone now. 
Okay. <laughs> and oh, let me say this too. I also think there's a delicious irony that here's the thing. Conservatives, their, I, their solution to everything is to privatize. That's what they love to do. They love to privatize everything. <laughs> the communications platform, the social media that we all use, <clears throat> are all private. They're owned by private corporations. And thus are allowed to do pretty much what they want as long as they don't discriminate based on, you know, any of the protected classes. <laughs> and so a conservative like Alex Jones was kicked off of a private website because they can legally limit his speech. And the thing that I'm sure he would shit his pants if somebody told him maybe we should nationalize the social media outlets and communication <laughs> would have been the thing that would have protected him because he would have had his First Amendment right to not be censored on a public communication platform. So I just say the irony of Alex Jones being silenced by his own ideology is very, very fun. Okay. But let's move on. Uh, Alex Jones <laughs> is not very happy uh, about some Spotify boycotts. So, you know what? I'll just let Alex take it from here. I don't even know what to say at this point. Because I've, I, I've run my course, not with the censorship and the attacks, but I just belong to some other age, I guess. I believe it's the Stone Age. <laughs> because there isn't any immediacy. There isn't any concern. There's just kind of jellyfish brain. By the way, jellyfish brain is totally my new cover band. Where initiatives mean nothing. Like, we have total illegal censorship going on. We have them bragging about it. We have Not illegal. They're a private corporation. They can do whatever they want. It's part of your ideology, shithead. Have them dead to rights. No one will attack. And then I'm being totally shut down because we're writing reports and getting it to Congress and they're, they're beginning to act. I'm not that damn smart. You know how easy this is? <laughs> I think this will be the first time I've ever said this. I agree with Alex Jones. He's not that smart. <laughs> Jesus, but no one wants to do it. No one has the instinct or the will to execute anything real. They only execute failure. Over and over and over again. Begetting the failure. Begetting it as the public begins to look like servile hippopotamuses. <laughs> okay. Servile hippopotamuses. <laughs> My other new cover band. Good luck with those, by the way, Joe. Lobotomized. Uh, uh, and you're like, oh, well, just join the establishment. It sees the... And then, oh, the establishment's feeding on the, the subhumans? Oh, let me look at the, the establishment are like a bunch of craved vampires on PCP. What the fuck is he talking about? I sure as hell don't want to join them. And then I just come to the realization out of trillions of worlds, we're going to probably die. <laughs> Everything we did as a species and all of our beauty and all of our goodness will just fail. And we're going to go down the tubes because a bunch of inbred child molesters in Hollywood had some psychotic dream that they wanted to kill everybody. What? <laughs> what is happening? What is he talking about? 
And so we all just rolled over by peer pressure and gave into it and never executed anything real, never did anything real, never took action when all the tools were right there in our hands because we weren't meant to. We couldn't do it. We didn't want it. You've betrayed your birthright to your family. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do it. <laughs> Everything people did to you, you piss on it, and you shit on it, and you think you're strong because you did something bad. I did something bad. And then you sit there when we're two inches away from collapsing like Venezuela. Something tells me he's two inches away most of the time. There'll be death in the streets, millions starve to death, it'll never be on the news. And you'll be so stupid, you'll never even know how you shit on everything good. <laughs> really, if millions starved to death, they wouldn't be on the news. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I have to go around, uh, I have to go right now and shit on everything good, but let's see what else Alex has to say. How you crapped all over your birthright. When it was handed to you. The crap? On a golden platter. And while these cowards, these globalists, for 10 years have been building armored fortresses oh, all over the world years. in the middle of nowhere when they got this big-ass plan cooked up to fuck everybody over. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God, Alex. Okay. All right, well, <laughs> he's so mad. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I'm going to take a short break. Uh, maybe, nah, I don't think I'll get another beer because, whoo, the hour is drawing late. Um, so I'll take a break and I'll be right back with uh, my final thoughts. We're back. All right. <laughs> so, uh, this is the part where we end the big dumb show. And I have to say, I do not want to do this again because <laughs> Tom's job is really hard talking all the time. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, don't fuck up your recording next time. <laughs> I will. I know where you live. I'm going to go over there. Fix your recording space. <laughs> All right. Uh, my final thoughts. Ben Shapiro, leave AOC alone, okay? She does not have any interest in talking to you. No women have any interest in talking to you. Why don't you just go and hang out in your little TV studio funded by the Koch brothers and spew your nonsense about how you thought Black Panther was really annoying <laughs> oh my god <laughs> if you guys haven't seen that video where he just is very annoyed that black people enjoyed that movie go watch it it's funny um sarah smith i very much hope that you move on to the general election things look good and uh 
I'm really looking forward to seeing that race in the general election where we could possibly send another progressive to Congress. Just saying. (laughs) Of course, ICE is still horrible and we should abolish it. But until then, I guess we're going to, I don't know, play finders keepers with people's children. I don't know. Fuck this country. Oh, my God. And uh, (laughs) the Space Force. (laughs) Why Space Force? I have nothing else to say about that. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this very strange, strange episode of Dumb All Over. Uh, If you want to find us. You can find us on Twitter at Dumb All Over Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Dumb All Over Pod. You can pretty much find us everywhere at Dumb All Over Pod. And for mere dollars an episode, <laughs> you could help sponsor our show and maybe make it so I could afford to laminate a checklist for Tom so he knows... <laughs> How recording audio works. (laughs) So if you have any interest in becoming a patron, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash dumb all over pod and you can become a patron and you'll get a lot of cool stuff. Um, We have our solo shows that are coming out. Mine apparently is coming out early (laughs) as the main episode. Um, And we're looking forward to doing a bunch of stuff like the live coverage we're going to have of the midterms on November 6th. So we're going to do a live stream on Twitch of the midterm election. We're going to get very drunk and hopefully be able to celebrate uh, as we hopefully can send some more progressives to Congress and you know, maybe get rid of some horrible Republicans like noted uh, melted piece of cheese and alleged Zodiac killer Ted Cruz. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, if you want to help support the show, go to Patreon, become a patron. Keep an eye out for our live streams and some of the other stuff we're doing. And I hope everybody has a good rest of their week, which... I know it's going to be difficult because we live in a fascist regime. All right. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, both of us will be back next week. And uh, remember, don't be a Peter Dow. Be a patron. All right. See you guys next week. Oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. At the Bank of Antandek, mortgages are on the menu. I was in the chippy last night and it hit me. 
Go on. We should give all our new mortgage customers a thousand pounds of spuds, potatoes. Yeah, jackets, roasties, dolphin was. I mean, what's not to love? Hey, yeah, we could call it Mashback. Genius. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're giving their customers a thousand pounds cashback on selected first-time buyer mortgages. See what's possible at Santander. Lending subject to status and criteria. Cashback given on completion and repayable if mortgage closed within two years. Offer can be withdrawn. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage.